0: i'm kelly ellers
1: i'm jeffrey lennon
0: and this is volume up by the t's so somebody told me that i guess the side part is back but news to me it never left
1: i mean just because kim kardashian mm. wore a different parted wig doesn't mean that it ever went away but you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: people have got to write what they got to write to get those clicks And you know,
0: I used to, I would toy with the thought of the center part on me Mm -hmm. and I just Mm -hmm. couldn't get there. I'm middle-aged. I mean, I'm (laughs) middle-aged.
1: That's a, that's a hard truth. I don't know. I mean, maybe technically (laughs) it's life expectancy, but you know, the center part is not for everybody, which we all understand. Like it's severe. And Mm -hmm. so the side part's always been around, but apparently (laughs) It's only back because they say so. And that's just wrong.
0: That's wrong. You know, what else is back is school for me and the children <laughs> and the tiny ones. They're gone They're off to school. They go. And each year, I the best thing about it is, of course, the photo. And then the mm-hmm. hair evolution mm-hmm. for my boys mm-hmm. is each year a new reinvention. So I'm loving that for them.
1: I'm loving their hair journey, too. <laughs> um, they are really getting it right all the way right. I mean, Hudson that blonde is
0: it's just a moppy mess
1: yep. and it's, it's so good it's so great time
0: he contemplates in front of the mirror i'm not going to mention his crush's name she might mm. she's not listening don't worry yeah. yeah um i won't do that to him but anyway the styling is real
1: in the morning the styling is real uh, we're here <laughs> for it
0: we are um you know in last week's episode we talked with laura ellers and after some Unique health challenges forced her to look deeper at the ingredients of beauty products. She decided to put her master's in health and nutrition education to use in an unexpected way by teaching those curious about clean products how to become conscious consumers. The term, quote, clean beauty is rather ambiguous. And so in addition to sharing routines and reviews, she also educates on how to decipher beauty product labels and help each person tailor their own definition of what clean beauty means to them. That was interesting to me because there's a lot of different definitions in scale, right? So the mission of Laura's Natural Life is to help individuals ease into a non-toxic lifestyle one step at a time with an emphasis on clean beauty products. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Rate the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com.
1: And this week we talked with Dr. Leah Ramachandra. Dr. Leah is a pharma D and PhD and a serial entrepreneur and healthcare executive. Dr. Leah is the founder and CEO of Epilinks, a gluten-free skincare and cosmetics brand. She comes with a vast experience in global medical affairs, global ethics and compliance, clinical research, and global publications. She's worked with multiple companies like Takeda Pharmaceuticals, Inc., Pfizer, Astellas, and Dr. Leah holds a master's degree in pharmacy and a doctorate in pharmacy Mm -hmm. from Groningen University in the Netherlands and a PhD from the University of Utrecht, Netherlands. We're talking degrees on degrees That's on lot. degrees. Stacking them.
0: Stacking Stacked. degrees, yeah.
1: We talked with her today about her company, what is medically clean, um, a build on Laura and Kelly's conversations, mm-hmm. and products like her own, as well as why we should and how to simplify our skincare routines. You're not going to want to miss this. Lots of things said. Um, lots of shade thrown at facials. Uh, so we'll get into it if you listen to that interview. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm an Uh avid facial
0: I know. She had hot
1: hot takes, so you might just want to even fast forward to get to what she's got to say. Um, I I won't spoil it. (laughs) Something else that's a little bit spicy. um, Mm. We're going to get into a bit of a rant about unexpected celebrity beauty things Mm. that are happening. Um, First up, Nicole Kidman, um, who's been much memed this past year with her AMC sponsorship deal whatever like looking out into the lights um recently sported a a very red Mm -hmm. jellyfish cut wig and flex the hell out of uh, a photo (laughs) shoot um did you expect to see nicole kidman with a jellyfish cut
0: not at all and i didn't Mm -hmm. expect to see her with those
1: biceps either jacked
0: i mean it took some time to get that that going i mean and angles on I,
1: angles on angles I, yeah just,
0: just cut i mean so anyway the jellyfish cut not a good cut no one no one needs that amount of fringe wow, wow, wow. back to the ears with a longer sort of thing and it does look like a jellyfish i'll give you that but it's not happening here how about you over there no
1: you're you're gonna get so many people saying things about this um you know it's not for everybody it takes a bold Mm -hmm. person to to get into those layers um we talked about severe with the center part like it doesn't get much more severe than those stacks Mm -hmm. it's not for me uh don't think well first of all we don't see curly hair doing that and that is we don't for good reason um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I guess, I guess there's somebody that could rock that too. Um, not for me though. Um, speaking of red, mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about on this very here podcast yeah. or on this podcast right here, as well as on the com about an electric cherry red being the color of the summer um, because Rosalia and Carol G got into it around the same time. Someone else got into the electric cherry red. And I didn't see it coming, and that is a one Nicolas Cage.
0: Mm. Kelly,
1: are 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 you are you a fan of this transformation?
0: <laughs> I am not. I don't mean. I mean, I don't think that there's anything great about really Nicholas Cage or his bright red hair.
1: <laughs> it was a choice. Do you? Are you it
0: was a choice? You know, I mean, he's he's
1: somebody. like a dark horse style guy. People really <laughs> like what he's up to in um, terms of like. Yeah. His- but uh-huh. but I I didn't see it in the cards that we were gonna go there um, in terms of I that either. color choice. Like it's it's it does bring attention to you know what's what's going on there, and I think it that it's been documented <laughs> that he's had a few hair. Pers- so you know it's just it was a yeah, choice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it was the most successful choice, but it was one, and we we celebrate you know taking risks, taking I mean, a chance. Just
0: just Nick Cage sporting cherry red hair. If Just... you came upon that in L.A., it would need some sort of documentation. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, um, as people are doing, because that's what you should do. Um, you know, on this cherry red mm-hmm. thing, things that are unexpected, uh, Rihanna's beauty brand, Fenty Beauty, Yep. Uh, there's a non-traditional partnership with Mischief, mm-hmm. a box in which you're tearing open what could either be ketchup or lip. Gloss lipstick. Do we get it?
0: Yes, we definitely get it. Oh. We purchase it. We get oh, okay. it. Okay. We take the gamble for our gal. That's what I say.
1: The bad to gal. Me, um, you know, wow, it's Kelly. like
0: it's like when 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 the kids used to unbox the toys mm-hmm. on YouTube. This mm-hmm. is a beauty lovers unboxing in surprise and delight. I've got to believe that not a lot of them are filled with ketchup. Do you?
1: You know, you are surprising and delighting me with this reaction. Uh, I think, honestly, it's probably mostly catch up for shock value, no, which is why no. I would never do it. But you're right. I mean, when live, live, live it up for well, summer 2022.
0: Well, all I have to say to you is keep your eyes peeled at your mailbox because there's one coming your way, and I cannot wait. I will video,
1: I will do this if I. Because either way, it's a win for me. I mean, ketchup. Who doesn't love it? Pop in the fridge,
0: like I don't know.
1: And we, you know, that's the application. Then do you like squirt it on your finger and put like? That's these are questions. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a little messy.
0: We'll possibly know next week. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, And last up, something I'm really excited about. Never Mm -hmm. saw it coming. Never in my life, and that is that Kate Moss, Mm -hmm. the icon is getting into skincare wellness with her own brand. Did you think that we would see this in our lifetime, Kelly?
0: I didn't, but I feel like we ha- we've had a little bit of a resurgence of the Kate Moss, you know, sans mm-hmm. unmentioned tri- testimonial on trial, mm-hmm. right? And she never goes out of style ever. Um, and so, you know, Cos Moss, not really sure about the name. It's but it's it's coming. It's, it's coming September first.
1: Yeah, and please believe I subscribed. Um, I believe you did. <laughs> I can't. I can't really picture it, but but we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. Um, I'd much prefer to give her my money than a one Paul Paltrow or any of the other celebs that are hawking their their beauty brands. Um, We've yeah. said on this podcast, the beauty brand by a celeb, it's dead. It's a wrap. But I'm eating crow. Like she can can do whatever she wants. You
0: are. And I I could be down that path too, because she's flawless. She's been through a lot. Let's be real. Like Mm -hmm. she still looks great. And Mm -hmm. so does her skin. So there's gotta be some magic. I'm hoping it's just not something that they slapped a Cosmos label on and are hawking it to all of us. So again, we will find out.
1: We'll find out. I'm hoping it's not just some jade eggs. Um, let's let's never do that again. Um, we don't need that. Uh, talking about magic, though. I mean, Kelly, that was the segue. Uh, we mm-hmm. love that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's so much magic happening on the tees.com. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like last week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but you probably should. And here are some of our favorite headlines, just as spicy as that celeb gossip that we were talking about. Uh, First up, seven reasons JCPenney Salon is the best salon to call home. When it comes to picking your salon home, you won't find a better place to thrive in your career as a stylist than JCPenney Salon. As one of America's largest chain salons, JCPenney Salon strives to create a total beauty experience that meets the needs of the diverse clientele that they serve. If you're curious what JCPenney Salons have to offer, and salon pros listen up, the T's listed for their stylists, Carly Mendez, Candice Otis, Bayar Amin, and Taylor Allison to share a few reasons why JCPenney Salon is such a wonderful place to work, no matter what stage you're on in your professional journey. Kelly, yeah. what are you looking for in a home, in a work environment, as a boss, as a Oof. founder? What do you, What
0: do you want? I'm looking for a lot, but... <laughs> And hopefully giving a lot. But I think there's that thought of feeling welcomed, supported, mm-hmm. continuing education, great benefits, independence, right? And, and JCPenney is going to get you all of those things in in a nice, neat little package, in a Which well-trusted brand and home. Mm-hmm. So check out <laughs> JCPenney Salons for more information.
1: Exactly. Head to com. read that story, then dive on over to the site. Sign up if you're interested. Uh, Next up on thetease.com, we've talked about this a lot, which is the need for sustainability to actually come into play for the beauty industry. And so there is an article on the site, which is reduce your plastic waste with six refillable hair products. We love to see it. As pretty as our favorite hair products look sitting on shelves, who doesn't love a shelfie? The harsh reality is that your favorite bottle of shampoo or conditioner will more than likely end up going straight to a landfill. Sad truth. Mm. According to National Geographic, only 9% of plastic actually ever gets recycled the good news is that the industry as a whole is making strides to minimize environmental impact by making products with refillable components head to thetees.com to scroll through a rundown of some incredible refillable hair products that are worth your time that you should try right now so of the list without giving away too much kelly which of these would you purchase to refill
0: you know i think the refill is like a total no-brainer like why Mm -hmm. has it taken us so long Mm -hmm. just side Mm -hmm. note um and I'm here for it. I think every major manufacturer needs to get on that train yep. immediately. Uh, you know, I love the team over at Amica. And so I think, number one, their packaging has been on point since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm for them. I, I am going to stack up on my refillables with Amica because love the product, love the shelfie. just need more products. I'm going to grab it. So mm-hmm. there. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: We respect it. Okay, next up on the tease.com, you got to check this out. Matrix Artistic Director Michelle O'Connor shares her best balayage tips for curly and textured hair. Often, when we think of balayage, we have a tendency to picture long, straight strands with perfectly placed highlights. But it's totally worth noting that balayage isn't just for straighter locks and can look quite beautiful on a head full of curls. With last week being National Balayage Week, we couldn't think of a better time to chat with Michelle O'Connor of Matrix to get the inside scoop on everything there is to know about how to get and maintain balayage on curly or textured hair. Balayage, Kelly. Are we ever gonna see the end?
0: No, we're not. We may call it something different. Mm -hmm. We're gonna call it a couple (laughs) new things in the next decade.
1: I just feel like now that everybody's gotten accustomed to saying it, Mm -hmm. it's like rolling off. It's exactly when we're gonna be like, no, no more. It's it's something else.
0: You know, I love so much. First of all, Michelle O'Connor is
1: a total Icon. coat. Like, she's yep. amazing.
0: Yep. She's a friend yep. of the pod. And I love that extreme tight curl pattern hair with some balayage and some delicately, wonderfully placed lighter strands. Mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm. It's an art form, a true art form. Yep. And she shares all about it on thetees.com.
1: Yeah, learn from the master, guys. Get over <laughs> to that ASAP. As always, so much going on at these.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Dr. Leah Ramachandra, Barmadi and PhD is a serial entrepreneur and healthcare executive. Dr. Leah is the founder and CEO of Epilinx, a gluten-free skincare and cosmetics brand. She comes with a vast experience in global medical affairs, global ethics and compliance, clinical research and global publications. She's worked with multiple companies like Takeda Pharmaceuticals, Pfizer, Astellas. Dr. Leah holds a master's degree in pharmacy and a doctorate in pharmacy from Groningen University, Netherlands, and a PhD from the University of Utrecht, Netherlands. Dr. Leah fills many roles in her day-to-day life, from being a CEO and mother to being a doctor and patient. It was her role as a patient that instilled in her a desire to create Dr. Leah. Dr. Leah, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you on Volume Up. How's it going?
3: It's good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited.
1: Uh, Well, let's get into it. For those who are not familiar with you and your brand, could you give them a little bit of background about yourself?
3: Yeah, so my personal background, I'm a pharmacist, PharmD, and I have a PhD in analytical chemistry. Mm -hmm. My previous life, I've spent working in uh, developing medicines, in uh, working in oncology hospital, and then in the pharmaceutical industry. And then a couple of years ago, I've decided to... um, Start my own company mm-hmm. focusing on beauty, on skincare and makeup that's medically clean, meaning that it is um, hypoallergenic. It's not just um, chemically clean, but also medically clean. And I'm sure we'll talk about
1: it. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get into it. <laughs> and I think that our listeners are going to be very interested in this <laughs> distinction because there's a lot of jargon, especially in the US. We're throwing out garbage terms like clean beauty. What does that even mean? Um, So we're going to get into it with you. So thrilled for you to be able to do that with us. Uh, So how did we get into skincare? Like, what was that journey like for you, um, perhaps on the personal side before it became professional? We'd love to to understand that.
3: Yeah. So I had psoriasis my whole life since Mm. since I was six years old. And actually now it's a psoriasis uh, awareness month. And uh, I uh, was diagnosed with gluten sensitivity uh, about four years ago. And all the, and it really kind of started as probably most of the entrepreneurial journeys out of the blue Uh by just all the skincare I've used was giving me, and I've used them for 10 years, 20 years, whatever, a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, was giving me like redness, dryness, and even like rash on my face. So I was thinking, okay, it's probably has to do, of course, with all the autoimmune conditions, Mm -hmm. possibly allergies, and also, you know, our hormones change for men and women and for everyone Mm -hmm. as we grow Mm -hmm. older, right? So as a pharmacist, I said, well, let me just fix something together, (laughs) mix something together. I I used to be a compound pharmacist, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I did that and it was like, okay, my skin was glowing. It was great. Then my friends were saying like, oh, give me some. What are you using? Uh
1: Yeah, don't be stingy. I know.
3: (laughs) And I started making for them. And that's kind of, you know, after like 10, 15 people used it, they're like, you need to start doing something with this. So that was a change, big change in my life.
1: Big change. Uh, so how did that transition happen for you from, you know, pharmacist to entrepreneur? These are not necessarily the same hats as you will. Uh, talk to us about what that was like for you. Um, the steps that you took on the, the that journey. We'd love to hear about that because it's fascinating.
3: Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, you are so right, because usually from a pharmacist or I was in the medical field, mm-hmm. you may go and start your own business in consulting, right? Sure. It's not a normal thing to go and start a product-based business, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's, that's of course, something else. And if I, I always say, if I knew what I know now, I probably would have never done it. I would never have the courage exactly.
2: to
3: do it. Uh, so, yeah. So for me, you know, when I left my job, which was painful because it was a good, high-paid job. Sure. But I was passionate about what I wanted to start and help many people. I think the first year and a half really went into the research. So you can't just start a product based business just like I start tomorrow. You have to do research. Mm-hmm. Like you said there's a lot of like greenwashing. There is what is medically clean. What do I want to be? Who do mm-hmm. who is my customer, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just do something that you think people like. You need to make you need to really do research and say, is this really needed? Is this really new? Is this is there a met need? Mm-hmm. So the research went into that, into market research mm-hmm. and into how to really make like we say, we talk about it, clean skincare, right? Mm-hmm. What does clean means? So I did a lot of research of almost everything what's on the market now that's considered clean or not mm-hmm. clean. And then, <laughs> made, and then, yeah, I started making my own formulas. And then as probably many people started in the basement, I used to live mm-hmm. in Chicago back then, then moved from one room in the basement to a bigger room, then moved to a bigger facility, then to a bigger <laughs> facility. And now we're in, in Los Angeles in a larger facility. So that's Kind of in a nutshell.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I love that story. Uh, Talk to us more about the brand. So for those that don't know, Epilinks is the company. Let's just hear it. I mean, we talked about the sort of development from the physical locations of you making the formula to where we're at now. But how long have we been around? What has it been like to build? Talk to us about everything. I know the listeners are going to be curious.
3: Great. Yeah, so we started in 2018. And like I said, we launched... um, uh, in New York, with the Celiac Foundation, there mm-hmm. it was end of December two thousand nineteen on the break of COVID starting, Ooh, <laughs> which is uh, which of course like a, a recipe for disaster, you would uh-huh. say, mm-hmm. as many companies folded or had to close their you know stores and doors mm-hmm. and online businesses. <clears throat> so when we start doing this, and we already had a couple of customers that used our first prototype creams. Um then a lot of those customers and many, I, I only worked with like Celiac Foundation, eczema and psoriasis foundations at that point mm-hmm. and allergy organizations. A lot of them said, COVID is here. We have hand sanitizer shortage. You make skincare, can you make hand sanitizers? Mm-hmm. And I know it's it's not like a normal thought, but I said, well, of course we can make hand sanitizers. We can make everything. <laughs> and so but we also decided like not to to make it at cost so whatever we Mm -hmm. were so we were not earning anything yep we were working two months on making thousands and thousands and thousands hand sanitizers which was great we did it not just our website but for like cleaning businesses and others. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, yes, it was free labor. We were losing money, but it gave us also thousands of customers that said,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you helped us when we needed you. Mm-hmm. And those customers became our loyal base that then <sighs> said, we we'll love your hand sanitizer. Let's try a face cream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Oh my God. I mean, that's not exactly the sort of Thing that one would expect but I mean it's 2020 these years like it's a blur what is anything that's normal anyway yes. um all right so talk to us about the current product assortment um what can people find and where can they find it
3: so we still decided, even though it's 2022, not to go into retail, even though we mm-hmm. had opportunities. Because I think, um, even though, of course, there are retail stores that are out there, but the environment is changing. So Every day. Every day. So it's on our website. We have um, uh, more than um, 70 products. So we have a big skincare line and we have Congrats. even even larger makeup line. I mean, now everyone uses everything, yep. right? Yep. We have products for... Uh, men as well. so we have men's beard care and skin care as well because I feel it's not just for women everyone needs to moisturize <laughs>
1: Truly and that's a reminder for myself so it's like it's some <laughs> no, moisture great. in this space Thank you.
3: <laughs> so and um, so it's really growing because you know the advantage that we have is that we can make anything in-house. Mm-hmm. so we always listen to the feedback of our customers and we make it here in Los Angeles. So we launched, like summer was all about SPF, Mm -hmm. tinted moisturizers, sun care. Mm -hmm. So we launched a lot of that, which will, of course, continue. And for the winter, we'll launch different things. So we are on our website, which is just epilinks.com. We are also, we have a big store on Amazon, Uh uh, which I think is, even though it's controversial, maybe for many people, but I feel... Every brand, especially new brand who wants to really be taken serious, I think they should be on Amazon because you get honest reviews. Yep. People do not know you. They, they can say whatever they want about you, right?
1: <laughs> you're so right. So. And they do.
3: And, and that's, I think, an advantage because if you are, if you're not certain about the quality of your product, number one, you shouldn't launch it. But if you're not, then on Amazon, you will be slammed, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you are you will get good reviews. And that's why I feel like if you want an honest opinion, go there and look at the reviews. Of course, the website is also honest, but you can like change. Yeah. And then we also on a couple of other like beauty bridge, like a clean beauty website. Mm -hmm. And then we also own Think Dirty app, which is a Canadian-based app. I know it's Think Dirty, basically like Think Clean. Yeah. And it's they have five million people all over the world, four million products, and they what they do they look at the ingredients. Mm. They can they can take any brands, you know, and uh, they look at the ingredients and they give you a score. Anything from zero to three is clean. Everything three to ten is dirty. So you'll see a lot of bigger brands. Oh
1: no, Dr. Leah. Yes, I've got to get into this and check it out. I'm going to be you horrified. Know,
3: So so half of our store, we're now launching more products and and Mm -hmm. you need to like qualify with them, the review. You don't know what that score will be, but half of our products are already with them and it's obviously clean. We love that. (laughs) According to them.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. So talk to us then a little bit about what clean is to you. So we've referred to this a few times. We know um, it is marketing um, largely. Yeah. Unfortunately, okay. there's not tremendous regulation in the U.S. as regards what that is. Mm-hmm. So there is greenwashing. There's cleanwashing. Also, clean has a certain negative connotation um, within the U.S. context. Re race. There's lots of issues there. Correct. So let's talk about it um, from your perspective as a pharmacist. What constitutes medically clean product formulation?
3: And you touched on so many points. I think it's like five things in one. Let's get into oh, it. Amazing. Yeah. So, so I think uh, let's talk first about regulation in yes. US, but even even all over the world, because yep. we claim that Europe or Japan is much we, better, but in reality, they're still using talk and all these other mm-hmm. bad bad things. Nailed it. Even in the pharmaceutical industry, so they are not that much better, right? <laughs> so they just, just the whole world needs to learn. You said it,
1: Dr. Leah, you said it.
3: Yes, yes. And I work <laughs> in the, even when you look at EMA, which the European Med- medicinal mm-hmm. agency and FDA, FDA is much more strict, right? Mm-hmm. Talking even about medicines. So let's not say we are bad, they are good. Yeah. Everyone needs to learn. Yep. But you're right. <laughs> um, I And I'm a big proponent for FDA, to start regulating skincare, Mm -hmm. definitely skincare, not as stringent because it just, they won't have time and it's man hours and the price will go up, Mm -hmm. but regulating skincare, because at this point there is no regulation, like you said, anyone can make anything in their kitchen or buy anywhere in the world, put a label on it and say it's clean because it is marketing Mm -hmm. and no one will know whether it's, what does that really mean? So you're absolutely right. FDA only says, it needs to be a label with ingredients, weight, and where it's made. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for me, clean, and you're right, it's kind of weird word, right? Mm-hmm. But it's I'm coming from, and I draw parallels between medicines and, and the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. You need to know why each ingredient is put in that specific product and what that ingredient will do with the cells of your skin right? Or with your gut when ingested, because like Mm -hmm. when you put lipstick or under eye cream or anything, it will get, it will be absorbed in your bloodstream and possibly ingested in your gut, right? So when I did my research and I looked at many big brands and you see 50, 60 ingredients, that's already a red flag. Really anything with more than 15 or 20, everything else is a filler, fragrance, and is not clean.
2: Uh.
3: <laughs> so i always say look at the label if you see this big label that's that's yes
2: okay um,
3: and it just needs to be understandable because i feel when you look at the ingredients you should understand what they are you can look them up especially if it's 15 you can always mm-hmm. look them up customers becoming extremely educated right on yep. what they're putting on their skin and if you do not know what that specific ingredient is you have to be able to write to the manufacturer and they should be able to respond, right? If they mm-hmm. don't, then there is something. So, and like like you said, there's a lot of filler. So clean for me, meaning it's okay. You can still get irritation, but it, sure. is, it is a product that's specifically put in that beauty product that will do specific reactions with cells of your skin. Mm-hmm. And it will be relatively safe or at least, It won't do harm according to the scientific literature when it is ingested. Mm -hmm. And medically clean for me, we all talk about clean beauty, clean beauty, which was always toxic chemicals, right? Mm -hmm. Like parabens, PFAS, forever chemicals, Mm -hmm. benzene, right? Contaminations. Mm -hmm. But I say that should be a foundation. And that's great that brands like Beauty Counter and Honest Mm -hmm. Company started this. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying our environment is getting polluted, right? Mm-hmm. We try to be sustainable. We, um, the climate change and everything else leads, of course, to us having more allergies, mm-hmm. having much more sensitive skin, having things in our digestive system that we never had. So for me, medically clean, we need to also treat our beauty like we treat our food, We're now trying to eat more plant-based and Mm -hmm. like better, greener, you know, Mm -hmm. and the beauty industry should always follow because the cells of your skin are the same as your gut, right? Like in general, Mm -hmm. So that's for me a step further from non-toxic beauty to also hypoallergenic, gluten-free, free of common allergens beauty.
1: I mean, could not have said it better. This was so insightful. I'm incredibly happy that we were able to ask you this because I don't think anybody has said it so succinctly. Like, yes, of course, we should not be accepting anything short of the minimum foundation. And then from there, like, that's what we should aspire to. Um, And we know that that's what you're doing with your brand. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about future innovation. So you've already got a wide assortment of product, which congratulations, that's commendable. What else is in the future for you and for the brand?
3: So we really, um, and it's it's very interesting. I just had this discussion uh, with my husband, who is also a co-founder, but he's a he's a physician, immuno mm-hmm. oncologist. Um, that when we started this three years ago, it was um, gluten free beauty. Everyone said like, "What is even? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. I told you, what is that?" <laughs> When I talked to Celiac Foundation and other disease, other non gluten sensitivity foundations, mm-hmm. they said, Oh, no one needs it. No one like, you know, they even said like gluten is too big to pass through your skin. Yeah. Now, literally in the last month, more and more scientific articles and more and more messaging that's coming out from those foundations saying, Well, we used to say it's not needed. But now we see the benefits and we Mm -hmm. know more research is needed that gluten-free beauty. If you have celiac or hypoallergenic beauty, when you have any kind of allergies or sensitive skin is needed. So the environment in the last three years shifted 180 degrees. So for us, the future is really raising awareness. And I feel yesterday I felt I have no time, no second to waste. So... And it's it's like, I feel that urgency because when we started, I thought, oh, I have five, six years. Mm-hmm. Now I feel we need to bring it to the audience. There's no there's no second to waste. We need to be now. So we really, we bootstrapped until now, mm-hmm. but now we are talking with um, other companies, strategic investors. We're talking uh, with maybe mergers to have that boost of investment to bring this, you know, to everyone who needs it and possibly mm-hmm. globally as well, because there is a big ask, but it's always cost, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's really our goal for this year. And then of course, and then growing, growing even further in focusing on skincare and giving proper advice and, um, and also working with many different salons mm-hmm. because we haven't been able to do that yet because it's a limited capacity, but really, and maybe even retail, depending on where the environment will go.
1: Maybe, and who knows uh, the, the winds changing so often. Um, wow, that's so exciting to hear. Um, we're hoping nothing but the best for you for, for you and the brand. Um, and we're going to get into a few more things. Uh, so this is not the end of our conversation, but it is a little bit about the end of that business development part. Um, so first up, skincare routines. Um, we talked about what we think should be the foundation in terms of clean beauty. People are doing a lot of different things. They're doing 12, 15, 30, People are in, you know, I won't say insane. It's not the right way to put it. They're very invested in a routine um, that might not be necessary. Uh, so I'd love to hear your take on that. Um, how many products should people be using? What are the basics? Like, let's break it down.
3: I could not agree with you more. And it's so nice you mentioned this because I'm a big proponent, even though we have like a lot of things Mm -hmm. to literally under one minute routine, because honestly, no one has time in the morning. Nobody has,
2: no one, no one. And if you
3: have time, you want to, you want to do something fun. You don't want to stand in front of your, you know? So I, I truly believe. And I tell people who say, Oh, shall I say this, this, and this, or like you have, I think Kim Kardashian came up with nine-step routine. Yes. There yep. is this green beauty, right? And I was like, I would not even know what to do. So <laughs> for me, I always say, you know, you just need literally three things. Okay, you need to wash your face because you know, face you wash your face in the morning and evening. Morning, obviously, because you slept, you laid mm-hmm. on yep. everything, and your skin degenerates, right? So the mm-hmm. a lot of dead, dead, dead cells on your skin. Mm-hmm. You can wash it with water, or you can wash it with, with a very gentle cleanser. You don't need to scrub your face clean. It's not a it's not table. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so like really, really gentle, you know, it's kind of like foaming face wash, you know, mm-hmm. or, or just water if you don't have that. Then I always say put serum Because serums, it's like this more liquidy substance, Mm -hmm. milky, because that is usually filled with a lot of nutrients. It's liquidy, it's water-based, so it will be absorbed into your skin and give that boost to your cells, right? And Mm -hmm. especially if it's a really good and rich ingredients, it will like regenerate your skin. Mm -hmm. And then you put a face cream that's usually like, you know, fat-based. So then it locks all the moisture, it locks all your nutrients into the skin, and then you're done. But preferably, face cream should be with SPF. Sure. Because, you know, many women prefer foundation, but I say always put SPF. Doesn't matter whether it's winter, doesn't matter if you live in Chicago and it's snow. Yes, because the UV rays, they always go through even clouds And they always land on your face and they always will do damage to your skin. It's good to be Mm -hmm. in the sun, but always put SPF. But many, many creams now have SPF in them. So Mm -hmm. three-step routine is all you need. You don't even need eye cream, to be honest. Ah,
1: I was going to say, so let's back it up. Serums, from your perspective, do work. They are efficacious. People should consider because it's it's certainly trendy. There's lots of people that are hawking serums um, and it can be a little bit like, is this something I should really invest in or is this hype? Your perspective is it actually does something for you. Yes. You should consider.
3: Yes, definitely. We love that. Yeah.
1: We love that. Um, and then as regards eye creams, yes, the beauty industry, you know, is very guilty of marketing the eye cream that's going to solve every single.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: does it do anything? Is it worth it?
3: we do sell eye creams and many people love them because they want something light around their eyes. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, when you have um, already nutrient rich, lighter skincare, Mm -hmm. I always say just put your serum and many people put it like under your eyes, which is then get absorbed in your mucosal membrane and get redness to your eyes. So you, you really have to put like on your kind of cheekbone because there are muscles there, right? And the skin The thinnest skin on our body is around our eyes.
2: Mm -hmm, So mm
3: -hmm. do not put anything too close to your eyes, but just put it there. If you put serum and cream, it will get absorbed and plump your kind of under eye area. So all honesty, you don't need eye cream. If the eye cream, the only thing you use, then use eye cream. But I always say face wash, serum, face cream with SPF. That's all you need.
1: Okay. We love that. You heard it here on the Volume Up podcast. All right. Something that you just touched on, incredibly important for everyone, um, which is SPF. How much SPF should we be using at a minimum for our product? Like if we're going out in the sun, we're not going out in the sun. What is the minimum recommendation from your perspective?
3: I would say whatever you can get your hands on, uh, because even if it's SPF 5, Mm -hmm. which I've not really seen, I think it's SPF 10 where people go the lows. Mm -hmm. It's great. You just... It's still, I think there is a chart and we posted on one of the blogs and the chart is SPF 10 will give you 92% blockage from the UV rays, SPF 90, 97 or 98. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Just reapply SPF 10 (laughs) or SPF 15, you know? (laughs) So just any SPF because it will still be better than anything else. And another thing I always say, do not go higher than SPF 30, max 50 because then the natural uh, mineral sunscreen ingredient Mm -hmm. is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, right? That seems safe by FDA. FDA said, Oh, everything is okay. Now they say that's the only two things are safe. Everything else needs more research. Mm -hmm. And they only dissolve zinc oxide. You can only dissolve up to like SPF 50 max. And you get that white residue. That
1: white cast. Yep. So
3: SPF 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need to tinted, moisturize with SPF, Then you don't have that residue. Mm -hmm. Everything above that will involve a chemical ingredient. I mean, everything is chemical. Water is chemical. But those chemical ingredients that are usually put in SPF, they are known, and there's scientific literature, to cause cancer, infertility, all kinds of stuff. So I always say, yes, SPF is super important, but please stay Away from chemical ingredients and only use natural mineral zinc oxide or titanium dioxide.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, again, thank you for breaking it down so clearly, um, guys. Listen, play it back if you miss something, um, and put on the SPF, but don't put on the SPF above 30, 50. Okay. Um, <laughs> we talked about the daily routine, um, which seems so much more digestible, doable. What are some things that you think that our listeners and you know your customers should be doing? maybe less frequently than a daily, but should still incorporate into their lifestyle? So maybe like every two weeks, every week, every month, I don't know. What are some things um, that they should consider if they're interested in maintaining, I don't know, the sort of spongy bounciness of the skin like talk to us a little bit about that yeah. what are other sort of superfluous things
3: i think another thing that's really i would say kind of the only thing is the scrub you know but mm-hmm. the natural ones so there are uh you know we used to have those beads that that will not be sustainable that will be Horribly bad,
1: polluting yeah. oceans
3: and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I think that world is is past. No, I don't think anyone is doing that anymore. I don't know, but yeah. usually there are like jojoba oil, mm-hmm. bees like really like biodegradable, natural. But that little little scrub is good because we have so many dead cells in our skin, and that scrubbing that off gently, like a gentle scrub. Don't ever buy like a like like a very. Uh, <laughs> Uh, acidic scrub. Um, is, is good. And you could, they could put some lactic acid in there also. So it's really kind of just cleaning your face off mm-hmm. like that. Like, you know, your house, you clean, you dust it off maybe once a week, once in two weeks, you know, do the same with your face. You don't need it every day, but once in a while. And another thing I would say maybe masks, but I'm not a big proponent of masks or even facials. Mm. Like it sounds weird, but for many years, I feel if you Cleanse your face properly, Mm -hmm. gently, serum and cream. And once in a while, do a scrub yourself at home. You don't need anything else. You really don't. Mm. Because Mm. all these facials, especially... Maybe you like massage, go do a facial. But all this, a lot of facials give you... um, Leave you like with a very dry, red, irritated skin. And they usually say, oh, that looks great because it will rejuvenate. It's not. You're damaging your skin. So and paying $200 for it. I was going to say
1: that's a controversial thing to say in Los Angeles. So Dr. Leah, I'm watching out for you. But but it needs to be said. It so... needs
3: to be said. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the skin careification of hair for a moment. And by that I mean, increasingly, skincare companies are innovating, making scalp-focused product um, that is part of a hair care routine. Um, Do you find that this is useful? Should people be concerned about scalp help in the way that they're suddenly being marketed to care about scalp help?
3: Um, Well, yes, in the sense of everything we put on our heads, shampoo and conditioner or dye, uh, our skin on the scalp. Is very, very thin. It's even thinner than your face. Mm-hmm. So it will get irritated if you put some harsh chemicals on it, right? Or I know a lot of people who have celiac mm-hmm. or who have coconut allergy, right? And they put coconut-based shampoo, and then they're not just, it's all red, mm-hmm. but the head hurts, mm-hmm. right? So because it gets absorbed. So I think it's extremely important to look for those Shampoos and conditioners that suit your skin. And I we also have some men who come to us bold, you know, mm-hmm. and they say, Oh, can I use your face cream on my, on my scalp? I'm like, no way, because it will block all the hair follicles. Ah,
2: yeah. And you go
3: in the sun or you, yeah, yeah. and, you and you can't sweat. Mm-hmm. So you get all red and your, your skin will get all irritated. So you can't put the same, if you're bald, you can't put a balding or whatever it is. You can't put the same face cream on your scalp. scalp. You have to look for a product that will, uh, or like, like serums, probably the best Mm -hmm. and don't put anything that will be occlusive and block your hair follicles.
1: Makes sense. I honestly never thought about that until just now, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Okay. You guys, again, we're getting all sorts of really important life lessons from Dr. Leah. We appreciate this. Uh, okay, so before we get into our quick takes, where we wrap up our interview, and this has been a really fun one, I just want to make sure that our listeners can find you and your products online. So if you wouldn't mind, how can people purchase Epilinks?
3: Thank you. Uh, so it's our website. It's epilinks.com. It's E-P-I-L-Y-N-X. It's Amazon. It's also just Epilink store. We have a whole store. And again, like I said, there's There's the app. And there is a few, I think when you put on Google, you will see, you will see, but our website and Amazon will come up first. And if you have any questions about the ingredients or you have any allergies or sensitive skin or anything like that, Mm -hmm. please uh, write to us. There is an email. It's glutenfree at epilinks.com and it's monitored by a few people, but always by me. And I'll reply all uh, skincare or um, allergy or anything or sensitive skin related questions.
1: incredible Incredible. my god okay well we will make sure to include all of those links in our show notes so no worries we'll make it easy for the listeners um but thank you for that all right we're gonna get into our quick takes these are the questions we ask of all of our guests try not to think about it for too long the first one that we ask everybody is what's a quote that you love
3: um self-care is health care and that's probably like related to me Mm -hmm. i always say We run like crazy. We take care of everyone, but not our sellers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you want to lay in a bath for half an hour or do a facial, if that's what you like.
2: Sure. Sure.
3: Do whatever you want or just sit in the sun or play with your, or read magazines. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always say, if you take at least half an hour to an hour a day to your seller, do some guilty pleasure that you think is guilty, Mm -hmm. it will benefit you mentally, physically, Emotionally, more than anything else.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we love the quote and we love the sentiment. So, thank you for that. It's a good reminder for all of us, myself included. Dr. Leah, what is your last Google search?
0: Oh,
3: <laughs> that's an interesting one. <laughs> um, I think I searched up you guys. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. That's a that's a safe one. We like that. That's a um, safe one. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, okay. So, oftentimes. On this podcast, we disclose some trend things that we've maybe done in the past. We don't necessarily love. Um, Is there a cringy trend that you embraced a couple of years back that you look back on and say like, wow, what was I thinking?
3: Yeah, I did a lot of facials. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. And then my face was like puffed up like a, like a tomato. So uh, Mm,
1: yeah, that was my trend. (laughs) Okay, all right. So you heard it here. Um, Okay, we've talked a lot about product innovation. Um, Haircare brands are getting better about being more sustainable, which we are very excited about. Um, The whole beauty industry needs to get behind this. One of those things that we are seeing increasingly is the advent of shampoo bars and conditioner bars in lieu of bottles, whether plastic, uh, metal or otherwise. Would you use a shampoo bar? Would you use a conditioner bar yourself?
3: I wouldn't because I like that that smooth and, and that silky feeling and the water and then I have long hair and I'm like I don't even know how, how? I'm going to put yep. that on no. or lather it up and uh and to be honest I don't even know about the pH and all of those things like I will have to research a lot because all, usually those shampoo bars the pH is different than your skin needs
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: but I I to be honest I've never used it and and it's very I would. For now, not use it, but maybe if I did more research, I would. Okay,
1: so. okay, okay. I love this answer. Um, I, candidly, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Okay. I know that I should be more minded. This is something to embrace. I'm with you, but I didn't have the justification. So now I've got that in mind. The pH might be off and therefore it's not for me. When yeah. Dr. Leah
3: but, but I don't want s- to say that, you know, if we can reduce the packaging and plastic mm-hmm. or so even glass, I'm all for it. So if that's the new innovation that will bring us to be more sustainable and, and friendly to our Earth, I will be all for it.
1: Understood. Yes. That's, again, beautifully put. Okay. What animal are you most like?
3: I think tiger.
1: Oh, okay. I can see it. Um, we'll just leave <laughs> it at that. Um, what is one product that you yourself, Dr. Leah, cannot live without? It can be one of your own from EpiLynx. We'll make an exception. Um, we want to hear what that is, if it is from EpiLynx.
3: Yeah, it's our sunrise serum and face cream. I I just, I need to put it on. If I don't, I feel that my face, all the moisture is being sucked out of it and I want that glow. So that sunrise serum and cream is something that I use every day.
1: Okay, all right. Well, we will be linking to that in the show notes as well. Um, Make sure you guys have the card. I'm going to look into that one for myself. I could use some moisture as we've talked about. Um, what is some advice that you've got for someone who wants to be at the top? Um, oftentimes, we've got listeners here that are salon pros that are trying to get to the the very top of their career, um, be the best version of themselves. Um, so what advice might you have for them?
3: So for me, always worked is to be adaptable and to adjust to whatever is thrown at you. Because when I look when we, where we started... And how we evolved, and sometimes it's once a day, sometimes it's five times a day. That's what will make you successful, you know. And mm. and it's really and put all your passion and determination in what you do. You can't do it halfway. Have that bucket and fill that bucket full. So it's really determination, passion working extremely hard on it it doesn't mean many hours but just really focusing Mm -hmm. but don't forget that times are changing and you need to adapt with them Mm.
1: Mm. Ah, all right well this was such a pleasure dr Leah. um thank you for your time this was great uh we've given everybody the link so they should go to the show notes by now look it all up to see where they can purchase where they can find you where they can ask you questions um yeah thanks for joining us on the volume Up podcast we hope to have you back
3: thank you for having me it was really really fun
0: So I love how non-toxic is like the bare minimum for her. And all of her formulations and products go far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Talk about a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. She was putting those degrees to work. Uh-huh.
1: Certainly was. Um, and throwing shade where it needed to be thrown. Um, <laughs> I'm basically never gonna get a facial. Not that I had I mean Ooh. this is a sad thing to admit. I've not done it. I don't love people touching oh. my face. Okay. And now I'm in good company, according to Dr. Leah. Maybe they shouldn't be touching my face to begin with. Um, there's a three-step procedure that she talks about in our, you know, so just rewind, listen to that advice, play it on loop. Um, yeah, she was so much fun. I'm glad that we got to do that.
0: It was. Thanks for uncovering that. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to Volume Up at volumeupatthetease.com.
1: Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.